right, folks. Good morning. Welcome All back. All right, Happy folks. Friday, and it's time well, to talk about what the hell is going on in a nation that seems to be determined, at least what now passes for leadership is determined, to send it straight to hell by any means necessary and by the shortest road possible. And I guess with that in mind, I'll say uh, good morning to David Justice. Unfortunately, Jeff won't be with us this morning. He's traveling, but um, we have so much to talk about because ultimately this is a week where there weren't that many stories. Maybe it just didn't seem like there were that many because the ones that were finally out there are uh, so dramatic, so important, and so uh, literally revolutionary, and I mean that in every sense, that they um, they kind of overshadowed everything else going on. So uh, let's say uh, good morning, David. How are you doing first? And uh, I have a suspicion I know where we want to go. Well, I'm doing I'm doing well. You know, I'm uh, I'm watching a movie. I don't know where where it goes. The end. And, and, and I'm watching it as though it is a movie um, because it is a narrative. It's a it's a fictional story that is being guided by fictional characters who are using our minds to that they're controlling our minds and our hearts to sustain their agenda, which is total control. And uh, so as long as they're in control of the narrative and, and we're supporting that narrative with our buy-in and consent, they get to move forward. And so what what I'm seeing, and yes, I'm doing well watching this, is a nation that has been overthrown and we're in the throes of a dictatorship, a tyranny, a, uh, uh, a treasonous uh, coup d'etat. Um, where right now they're doubling and tripling and quadrupling down to to subjugate and to bring us to heal. That's really what's going on, and that's how I interpret the news. And uh, but I'm open for to have my mind changed, but. That's the perspective from which I'm watching this thing. Go ahead, Mark. Well, okay, so the story that you're referring to, the elephant in the room, the elephant that has destroyed the room, is essentially uh, New York City, and probably one of the most criminal mob districts in the country. It's interesting, you go back and look at the Godfather movie, and you recognize the only difference between that movie then and what's happening now is that the Godfather is essentially... Um, George Soros and those that are running the railroad, and they uh, they did it hidden back uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and they uh, they took um, extortion money and so forth. Well, now it's right out in the open. They call them courts, and they have people like Angeron and Letitia James and all the other Soros plants saying, the hell with the rule of law. We own you. You don't dare uh, cross us, or we'll just take your stuff. And that is essentially what happened in the... Um, over a third of a billion dollars plus taxes, penalty, ridiculous interest and fees. So they have uh, they have literally tried to hit Donald Trump up for a half a billion bucks in um, in a so-called verdict for a fraud that was non-existent. And there has been so much development on that front that that's where I think we want to spend a little bit of time. I, I'm sure by now most everybody has heard about it. It actually came out after we did the show last week and essentially leading into the weekend so that they could have uh, the entire several days of news quiet to spin it and to try to get people to believe the incredible. This isn't bull, you know what, uh, David. Uh, this isn't just merely evil. This is outright uh, communist we own you. You slaves had better not try to talk back to us because here's what's going to happen. Uh, let, let me let you comment, and then I'll go back and, and lay out a bit more of the background if, if, in the unlikely event that somebody hasn't heard it. But I think what's interesting is some of the reaction that we'll talk about, too. So go ahead. Well, you know, you, i got to begin with the love of money is the root of all evil. And, you know, their their monetary system is teetering. 
and Trump represents a fly in the ointment that could uh, create a an opportunity that scares them to death because they their plan is to follow the system and uh, so the uh, what's amazing to me is I've known this you've known this Randy Yarborough knew this decades ago it's just now they're doing it out in the open like you said the uh, judgment against Trump is of course completely unconstitutional violates the 8th Article and amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which says excessive fines shall not be imposed. Well, in the Fifth Amendment, uh, just about every element is violated. Yeah, and you know, and and uh, and like you said, you know, there's five elements to fraud. And what's most interesting in this particular verdict is there's no victim. The the banks that came in as expert witnesses all praised Trump. They all wanted to do business with him. So there's no victim. So you have a victimless crime. You have a, a, an interpretation by a, a judge who, who has determined that a fraud was committed because uh, misrepresentations were made in the valuation of his property. But he committed the fraud. As I said, none, no one, no one complained about that. It was Letitia James that decided she was going to, she ran her campaign on that and she fulfilled by bringing this action. Um, but the, the crux, the, the really, the really scary reality of, of this case is that, uh, all business people operate basically the same way inside that business world and, and this tends to chill the, uh, the, uh, business person's heart there in New York who's, I think, is gonna start looking for a way to get out. Because if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to anybody, and that's the point. Well, is they've just demonstrated they can, they can do it to him, so they can do it to anybody. Go ahead. Well, and and that really is the truth, but it's an understatement. And uh, the fellow whose name escapes me—I never watched the show—but Shark Tank, a number of high-profile developers, entrepreneurs, investors, Martin Armstrong, and I've got a couple of his articles sitting here in front of me, uh, is one who was really hammered. And Armstrong is, of course, one of the best cycles analysts and economic um, analysts on the planet has a, a, a program which has been demonstrated to be extremely accurate as far as looking at those things called Socrates. So it, it boils down to this. The developers are all saying, now a lot of them have already left, and they have canceled projects, and they're saying, look, why would anybody want to do business under a corrupt system where the rule of law is absolutely immaterial, and contracts don't mean squat? So let's let's do a quick little recap here. The constitutional violations. One, there was supposed to be trial by jury. There was no jury. There's supposed to be evidence. You're supposed to be able to present evidence in your own defense. And as you pointed out, that was not allowed. There was a um, they they, they do the verdict him, before they, they ever even, even brought the testify. charges, and we know that. The uh, the whole idea of all the multiple violations here of the Constitution that literally scream that this is not even a rigged kangaroo court. This is something that's just beyond any of that. Ex post facto laws, what does that mean? You're not supposed to be charged for something that is declared to be a crime or made a crime after the fact. And at the, at the time where Trump was doing business, he was doing business exactly the way it is still legal in New York and in every other state, where basically you say, okay, I'm a developer, I intend to build this building. When I'm done with the building, it's going to be worth 300 million bucks. Well, the bank says, okay, do we want to loan you 300 million? We'll do our own due diligence. We'll decide before we loan you the money whether we think it's right. And maybe we'll loan you the money for 250 million. 
Well, when it's done, folks, there's a deal. And the contract is perfectly lawful, it is enforceable, and it is honored by both sides. And that's what happened here. So nothing about this is anything but a fraud. The fraud is being done on, de- on, on behalf of the, um, the criminal system there. But what's happened is developers and investors are looking at it and say, they're saying, why the hell would anybody with half a brain even think about doing business in the criminal mob center of New York? Because they may come after you for perfectly legitimate business practices. you got no protection because the protection you need is from them, and they're not going to give it to you. So that's part of it. And on, on every front, this is just so over the top that people are saying, get the hell out of New York. Uh, Martin Armstrong's letter, he calls it the giant short. He says, you know, there's going to come a time where if you don't sell your buildings in New York, if you don't get the hell out of there, they are going to basically find no, no bid. In other words, you got a building that's worth 400 million bucks. Good luck selling it. Nobody's going to pay that because nobody wants to be in New York. So the irony is what they're trying to do here is make a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're claiming Trump's properties aren't worth what he said they were. Why? Because we're going to destroy the entire real estate community in this crooked city, and nobody's building is going to be worth squat. Oh, guess what? We'll sell them to our cronies for pennies on the dollar. Aren't we clever? And that's exactly what's going on. That's just part of it. Go ahead, David. Okay. Well, everything I concur. Everything they've pulled the gloves off. We've known. A lot of us have known that it's been this way in the background. It's been background noise. And anyone that rose up to challenge this this regime in, in days past, they got labeled as a right wing extremist, neo Nazi white supremacist, and they marginalized all these people. But now we're living in a time when they don't care anymore. They are a communist dictatorship, and they just showed us that. They took the gloves off, and they sent a message by taking Trump down. But he's going to appeal. We'll see what that does. They they sent a message to America. America, the way you knew it, it's like the Borg. You know, resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. They sent that message with Trump. And the, the the interesting thing to me, of course, the whole thing is interesting, is that they sent the message through Trump that says America is gone. The America you knew or thought you knew is no more. We are in total control. We can do whatever we want, Mark. Well, and that is that is a great summary. Um, in this article that was uh, was up yesterday, Martin Armstrong calls it New York City out of control. He he points to uh, Letitia James, destroyer of worlds, uh, and that's a, that's a pretty pretty great summary. And he points out that uh, he had the same thing happen to him. Now the difference is Trump is much higher profile than anybody that has been robbed blind in New York City before. And you know what you see in the subways and pushing people on the tracks is just a a microcosm. Of of what Letitia James is doing to anybody they want. They literally push them on the tracks. So that's part of it. The other element of this was, of course, the uh, the trucker strike, truckers for Trump, and uh, a number of things. A fellow named Chicago Ray, and he uh, he put a video up on uh, on the web that went viral. And guess what? Does this surprise anybody? They went to him and they can uh, offer <clears throat> you can't refuse, and he caved, folded like a uh, a cheap suit. And essentially took down his videos and said, I'm scared. No, he didn't. He said, I'm not scared at all, but I'm scared. You know what? Listen, I just can't tell you about it. He read the prepared statement or they posted the prepared statement or maybe an AI took over his account and wrote it for him. Who knows? But no one that's been paying attention is really surprised by this. Um, what is for, for this reason necessary, and you know the term, is called leaderless resistance. 
because I think there will still be a lot of truckers. A lot of them will be cowed, but a whole lot of independent truckers will say, look, uh, you know, not only do I not want to go to New York, I hate going there anyway because it's criminal, and I, I might get killed, and they might steal my truck. And nowadays, I think you're going to find more and more truckers and others are simply going to be able to say, you know what? I choose not to do business in a place where business doesn't mean squat. They'll probably not pay me. They may put me in prison. Why would I want to go there? Go ahead. Well, you know, it, it, it is a death nail. It's, it's a it's a nail in the coffin for New York. This, this literally ends business in New York. Anyone that's paying attention in, in development will not do business in New York. And with the truckers withholding, it won't take long for New York to fall. So that they would go to this extreme. I mean, this is extreme. And we, you know, we've been saying all along, there is absolutely no way Trump can lose this come, upcoming election. But on the other side, there is no way they can allow him to win. So as we move through this year and we watch the, them attack him, they're using him as the, as a, a demonstration to, to tell the American people again, Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated, and Trump is 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 conveying the message. They're using Trump to convey the message to the rest of the American people. The American Republic is dead. We've commandeered it. Tough. You lose. We win. It's over. And that's what the rest of the year. This is how this year is going to unfold, because they're controlling all the doors. We, no matter what we do, any kind of resistance that we do is ju- they're justified in, in using martial law or in increasing the power and strength of government. So that's the uh, dilemma that they've placed the American people in. We're bam- basically damned if we do and damned if we don't. Go ahead, Mark. Well, and and ultimately, what you're saying, and I guess I'll say it even more bluntly, New York is deserving of exactly what it gets. If it gets judgment from the heavens and is destroyed outright like Sodom and Gomorrah, well, you got to ask the question, what the heck took so long? And, uh, you know, we've, we've quoted Billy Graham and his wife before on that score. But ultimately, I think it's, um, it's getting to the point where every real American is going to have to argue if there is no judgment upon New York City, then there must not be any justice anywhere in the universe. Because there has not been a place that we've seen in any of our lifetimes that is more eminently, utterly <coughs> deserving of extreme judgment than New York City. So, um, you know, that's part of the reason why I think Martin's right with the big short. People just need to get the hell out of there before it's destroyed. Yes, there are probably some good people there, but I have a doubt that uh, any of them don't recognize, or at least if they do not recognize the evil, well, as uh, Yeshua says, they have their reward. So um, that's part and parcel of what we got to uh, to address. Let me throw one other thing into the mix. I'll turn it back over to you. Another piece from Martin Armstrong because he has uh, he has really been hammering this, as should anybody who's been paying attention. Uh, and he puts it this way. I want to read one paragraph because it's uh, yes, it's New York, the Southern District of New York, arguably the most criminal in the entire world at this point. But here's how he puts it, referring to the federal courts, too. The courts have now turned into totalitarian dictatorships devoid of any accountability. The proof is the conviction rate of those who, uh, that dare to confront the enemy that are in power. Data published by the Pew Research Center. Now, this was from 2019. Ready for this? These are incredible, unbelievable. Well, 
uh, numbers. If you ever saw the the Star Trek episode where uh, some some Enterprise officers were uh, sent before a court on Cardassia, where basically they said, "Oh, you're guilty. You're guilty because you're here." Now the only question is how we're going to execute you. And this is essentially what the federal prosecutors are doing. They have a 99.6% conviction rate. Now, to put that in perspective, U.S. attorneys filed 79,000, almost 80,000 cases in 2018. Of those, only 320 resulted in acquittals. They probably, you know, behind closed doors pointed out that they were good little slaves and they would be a very, very high-profile um, leftists or something. But anyway, Pew Research put it this way. Nearly 80,000 people were dis- dis- defendants in criminal cases in the federal court system in 2018. Only 2% of them Only 2% even went to trial. What does that mean? Well, as any criminal lawyer in New York will tell you, you'd better plead guilty and take their deal, whatever the hell it is, because you cannot win in New York. When you lose a trial, you'll get three times as much time in prison. Your family will probably suffer, too. And people are routinely, and families as well, um, being threatened, and they cave. To plead guilty to crimes you never committed. The only ones that get off, in other words, are the uh, the truly guilty. The system is so bad, Judge Rakuf, in disgust, wrote a book on his experience on the bench in New York City entitled, Why the Innocent Plead Guilty and the Guilty Are Free. I cannot strongly express, says Martin Armstrong, that you have virtually no chance of a fair trial ever in the United States. Julian Assange, he will never survive false imprisonment in the USA, and it will almost certainly ensure he will die before he ever sees daylight. As if they can't put you on trial, we've seen this, right? Everybody remember Jeffrey Epstein, who didn't kill himself? With Anyway, they'll kill you. They'll swear it was suicide. They'll turn off the cameras. And here's the point, David. Everybody knows it. And that's what's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, and, and let's not forget the January Sixers. You know, the the evidence is in our face. The evidence that I'm talking about is that they have had a successful coup. Trump represents the only feasible um, and uh, access to the Constitution because he's operating by the rule of law. He doesn't want to start a revolution because it's or a, a civil war. He doesn't want to oppose by force. He's got an army though of MAGA supporters that I, I'm convinced is up toward 100 million people. So he's become a voice of the resistance against them. So uh, what we're witnessing is they have to martyr Trump, but they have to destroy him using the law because most Americans don't understand the law anyway. They, they thought all along that the government could do whatever they want. I've heard that all my life. The government can do anything at once. No, it can't. You don't understand the whole point of the Constitution to make a statement like that. But now what they're demonstrating is exactly what most people have always thought is that the government can do anything at once. They can't appreciate what the Constitution is and how it works. So they have to destroy him. Okay, this year they have to destroy Trump to order in order to destroy 100 million followers that support him. Uh, and so that's what we're watching. They're, they're using him as a, they're, they're going to raise him up and tear him down any way they can, any way they can, because at this point, it's a matter of life and death for them. So they're going to make it about life and death for us, and they're going to use fear and terror to, to firmly establish their communist dictatorship. Go ahead, Mark. 
Well, and I encourage folks, if you haven't read it and you have, uh, and you have any inclination, and you should, go out and get a copy of George Orwell's masterpiece, uh, 1984. Now, as you know, uh, Hillary Clinton and others like her basically have, uh, have indicated by their actions that they believe it's an instruction manual. But the point is it's also a warning for the rest of us. One of the things that, as you were speaking, I couldn't help think about – and I cannot remember the name of the antagonist, but essentially Big Brother was always holding up one individual as the arch enemy of the state. And guess what? He turns out to be a plant, and uh, he turns out to be a setup. So the point is we don't know. And with AI and all of the fakes that we've seen, we'll come back to that after the break uh, this week. Most people simply can't know anymore what the real truth is, who's on your side and who's not, because there is so much deception. This is why Yeshua said uh, in Matthew 24 and elsewhere, but see that you're not deceived. This deception is going to be one for the record book. So great, if it was allowed to continue, even the elect would be deceived. We're seeing that on every front. And ultimately, this is the point. Uh, it is a matter of life and death for Trump. It's a matter of life and death for those people who have committed open, outright treason. What, what is treason? You read the Constitution. It consists in making war against the states and the people. And that is exactly what they have done. They have committed treason by making war on the people. So they are guilty of a crime for which the penalty, and everybody at least used to know this, is execution. And uh, we saw it with the Rosenbergs, and we've seen it with people who, in other words, have committed a lot less crimes than Angeron and Letitia James and Joe Biden and all those pulling his puppet strings. You name it. The uh, the Department of Just Us, for crying out loud, uh, is a literal, complete failure to do what they're supposed to do. They lied. And uh, they're a success, though, at doing what they were intending to do, which is destroy everything that was once called America and a constitutional republic and so forth. So, again, um, look at 1984 and, and see just how uh, brilliant that was and how we are literally seeing that playbook today. Go ahead, David. Well, I know we're getting closer to the break. Okay, so so what's really critical to understand is that there's – there's a cast of people, and they're operating in, inside what they call liberal. The, they're, uh, they are the communist party now. They are the communist dictatorship. So there's, there's not a, a two-standard justice system. There's us and there's them. If we're on their, that side of the equation, we get a pass. But if we're on this side of the equation, we're a public enemy number one, and they are going to continue to distinguish anyone that would support the Constitution or, or speak in constitutional language to speak in the language of, of God and to speak in the language of freedom. And those types of principles, we're, we're going to be distinguished as the enemy. And so, so they're elevating Trump to take him down to show the people your life as it has been is over. And so everything that we're about to witness, and, and we're already seeing it with the New York verdict, is going to be moving in that direction because they cannot let them win because they will be hanging on the end of the rope. And Trump has already promised them the first day of his uh, new administration, he's going to be a dictator. He said that because uh, he plans, and he's, he's made no apologies for it. He plans on cleaning up this mess, and so he's made it well known that he's coming, and they're making it well known by their actions that he's not going to get there. 
So we've got an interesting movie to finish here. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Go ahead, Mark. Take well, us out. And, and the thing is, this is another game, and we've got to be careful. I encourage folks to be watchful. Know what the real law is. This is a game of heads I win, tails you lose. Because basically, they're going to so anger the American people that what we get is a French Revolution out of this, where either one side mm. kills the other side or the other side kills the first side, and the American people that survive will basically cheer the bloodshed from both teams and that is a disgusting and sad commentary so um when we get back if um, or if i if i have time i'll get it out here before the break but there is a uh, a column from professor jonathan turley who is of course a a well-known uh, left-leaning professor was at harvard now at george washington university law school and uh Drive Time Friday Show. We're talking about a nation where the rule of law is not even a joke anymore. The rule of law is not even a weapon anymore. The rule, the rule of law is being used for complete and total immolation and self-destruction of a once-free nation. And it's um, it's no longer the rule of law, of course. It's mob rule. So that's what the, uh, democra- the, demon- the demonocracy has always wanted anyway. Um, as I went to break, I promised I'd read uh, this quote. It comes from the piece by Jonathan Turley, again, who is a constitutional scholar, well-respected. He leans left and, uh, well, not nearly as hard as I would have once thought, I guess, because he's pointing out so much that is um, uh, sounding more and more conservative because he simply wants to conserve the concept of a constitution. But he noted the following. He said even the New York Times agreed that they could not find a single case in history where this so-called statute that is being used to kill Trump was used any against any individual or any company that did not commit and, in fact, be um, charged and convicted of a criminal offense or go bankrupt and or leave financial victims. So ultimately, this was a complete fabrication. It's a fraud, and they're accusing him of a fraud when, in fact, they're committing fraud by claiming there was crime where there is not only no crime, there's no victim. And... Um, uh, let me let me let you comment on that, David. Then I'll go to the other quote that you uh, you addressed with me just before we went live on the show today. Uh, go ahead. Well, the victim here is the the people that have committed the treason, and and Trump is is challenging that treason directly, and so they're using every means necessary to to take him down. I, I really it's really important that we distinguish this. We are living in the result. What we're living in is a, re- a result of, of the American people to know who we are, 
and to know who they are. We've had our heads in the sand, buried, we've been distracted, our religions, religious institutions are completely corrupt, so we shouldn't be surprised that we're here, we just happen to be alive when we get here. And this is, this is a wake up call. And if we, if we look at it as a wake up call and realize, okay, because of this, what we're witnessing is the end result of, of following a material path that, that ultimately leads to destruction. I mean, throughout scripture we learn that, you know, there's two paths and we've been, we, we've been on the wrong path and this is the end of that path. The, the only way away from this path is to embrace the truth. And, and, and that's the means. And, but, so we're, we're faced, we're painted into a corner. We've got no place left to run, no place left to hide. So this is what's going to bring us to our knees, or is bringing us to our knees, realizing the futility of this path. And when we turn and go back and, and, and embrace the spiritual path, then all things are possible down that path. So I don't know. I just have to throw in some some good news inside this really dark morass of a result because I don't think, you know, there's any other way that this ends up except for the ugly that we're we're watching right now, Mark. Well, and, and honestly, David, there's nothing new. There's truly nothing new under the sun. This is the choice that has been clear since Genesis 3, and it's expressed in Deuteronomy 30, one of my very, very favorite verses in the entire book, where it says, choose life. And he, he begins it by saying, I have laid before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing, so choose life. We're seeing what the, um, when we had a rule of law, it used to be called choice of law. You want God's law written in, in the genuine scripture and, 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 and ensconced in the Constitution and in the history of the country? Or do you want man's law, which, haha, want to pay poker by living rules? That's what the Constitution has become. We'll change the rules whenever it suits us because we rig the game. So um, let me read one other comment from the piece here. This is from Martin Armstrong, who has recommended that Trump file for bankruptcy immediately, not in the criminal um, state of New York, but in Florida. And here's why. Because New York law is rigged, and the courts are rigged, the whole system is rigged, and that's why the judge did what he did. Now, here you go. Now, you mentioned this when we were talking at the top of the hour. I had a strong suspicion that it would be only in New York, and he doesn't say only, but he does say New York is about the worst there is. Under what now passes for law in New York, Trump is not even allowed to appeal the so-called ruling without depositing the full amount in an account with the court. He has 30 days to do it in cash. He had, now, there's not a billionaire on the planet, folks, that can come up with a third of a billion dollars in cash in 30 days, and they know it. Because his property, his stocks, everything is tied up in assets. And what they're going to do is destroy the assets and destroy the economy along with it. So, if he can't do that, and they know he can't, they may decide to accept a bond, but guess what? They will then determine what the bond is worth, and they've already said it's worth pennies on the dollar. Ha ha! You're screwed! And we've got you! Heads I win, tails you lose. The courts are far more corrupt than the people not only um, are willing to admit, but far more corrupt than the worst criminals that appear before them. They want to seize his property and sell it for pennies on the dollar to their best friends, their confidants, their mob boss buddies who are already licking their lips and uh, rubbing their hands together at the thought of destroying Trump and buying everything that he's built for pennies on the dollar. And that's what this is about. 
And and the sooner Americans wake up and realize this is essentially what communism always boils down to, the better. Go ahead. Okay, so we're here. You know, we're here living in the results of a, a private monetary system called Mammon, and it's 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 a fraudulent based monetary system where. Uh, they've privatized money so that a few can profit. And that system is teetering on failure, just like the Weimar Republic and other countries that have embraced this type of monetary system. So because it's on its way down, they've needed a war, they've needed, uh, they needed a pandemic, they needed something to escape, um, so that they could uh, rebuild the, their new monetary system on the ashes of the old monetary system. So that's what's really going on. That's what's really going on. It's not really about Trump. It's about the the, the elite that own the money, that own the, the, the Federal Reserve notes that are in our pockets that we use to buy and sell so that they can reestablish their electronic monetary system. And they're using Trump. To, to cause the people to lose hope, to lose faith. And so w- what we've got to do right there is we've got to recognize the, an alternative way of surviving, of, of living, of buying and selling, not being dependent on their system. To the degree that, they're, that we're dependent on that system is the degree that when that system fails, we're going down with it. So, yes, they're going to take Trump down. Yes, they're going to take the whole system down. It's coming. This is the part where we look to each other and we, uh, we find the spiritual path, okay? And, and you know, the spiritual path is really helpful because science has, is leading us to that path. Not the pseudoscience, but actual science. Well, it's just facts. And if we don't look down, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's just facts. Facts are leading us in the direction of truth. And it's, it really is that simple. Two men cannot have a baby. And what they're claiming is fact and, and scientific, uh, truth is total BS. And people are starting to see through all of that. Um, whether it's EVs or non-existent man-made global warming based on carbon dioxide, which you exhale every time, exhale every time you take a breath. Now, here's another one, David. This I want to throw out. Then I want to change gears just a bit because there are some other things we, we have to talk about today. But, um, here is one. This is ironic because it comes from the Daily Mail. Not exactly a source of right-wing truth, but, um, anyway, it says this in the headline. The number of migrants, Chinese migrants, probably military-age males, we know that. They're, they're special forces and their army. And, and PLA, the number of Chinese migrants crossing the border at San Diego is now number two. It exceeds Mexicans at the same area. There are more communist Chinese invaders than there are Mexican invaders, and it's second only to drug lords and other kingpins from Colombia. 21,000 communist Chinese have entered in that area alone over the last five months. They're now the second largest group near San Diego, and um, the number has risen rapidly since the um, the theft of the election and so forth. So um, all of this basically just says, while people are, are focused rightfully on the destruction of the rule of law, hey, there's another aspect. They're bringing in the invaders to make sure they consolidate those gains. And they're giving it over to the communist Chinese, and, who arguably run it almost as and, much as the criminal mob bosses in New York and the Soros crowd. Go ahead. Well, and, you know, and throw that in with the, the fact that the Chinese, or, or we don't know exactly who it is, but we know that the CCP ends up operating through businesses. Have, they've bought up 
close to a million acres of property, all of which surround military bases in this country. So these these Chinese people coming across the border, they've got a place to go. They they have land. They've got the they've got harbors. They've you know this country. Excuse me. The the regime. No, no, excuse me. Individuals operating the the controls of government for the past several decades have been have been coordinating with the Chinese to to give them the the ability to own stuff in this country and that's the treason it's been going on for decades they intend but to take the, it all. The, the, so the young chinese men they're going to be they have a place to go it's not like they're just going to you know infiltrate and wonder where they're going to go no they've got a plan we are watching an invasion and it's a chinese invasion but the ultimate the ultimate of this invasion is to take down the white man to 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 remove white men from his heritage from his from his realization of who he is to separate him from the constitution and replace the population with the people that are okay with with uh with communist rule so there's your agenda right now and we're feeling a little hamstrung because you know we've got a government that's actually committing treason against its own people okay so that's the the real score Go ahead, Mark. Let, let's throw out. I want to throw out one other transition. Actually, two stories, and then I want to go to the um, the final front in this war against America and all things that were once called truth, justice, the American way. There, there are two stories. One from Russia today. The other from Zero Hedge, the um, uh, American greatness, and some authors. And the first one essentially uh, refers to the um, the claim by um, the, the puppet masquerading as president, who said that uh, Putin was quote a crazy son of a bitch, and we're going to get him. Yeah, we're going to get him. Uh, Biden's brilliance will uh, will capture Putin, and his um, his recent insulting remarks, says Russia Today, are proof that it would be better for Russia. And this is what Putin said. Uh, he said it'd be better if Biden stayed in office. Why? Well, it's going to be obvious. They'd rather have somebody that who's who's a blithering idiot and disgracing the United States as their foil than someone who might uh, negotiate from a position of strength. So he here's what Putin said. When you ask me our preference for the next U.S. president, I would say we would work with any of them. But for us, for Russia, Biden was better because judging by what he said, I was absolutely right. In other words, the guy is a nutcase. He refused to come out and say, is he senile? He doesn't have to say that because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to hurt Biden's chances. So he's basically saying, hey, this is good for us if we have a leader that's not a leader. Now, the other story from American Greatness essentially says the following. American national security and the security of many of our allies depend upon the ability of the U.S. to deter aggression. Deterrence depends upon having robust military capabilities, both conventional and nuclear. Deterrence is also dependent upon political considerations like America's credibility and their willpower to meet aggression and uh, on American soil. And basically, deterrence is all about military capabilities, which must be strong, but also leadership political considerations and what they're saying of course is to have a blithering moron who is at best senile but at worst trying to destroy his own country at the helm is not only makes us an international laughing stock but it says come on american <laughs> deterrence by the guys that are wearing leotards and, and baby bumps and pretending that they're uh, fuzzy um giving birth to uh, i mean it's it, we have become a laughing stock and military deterrence has gone down the toilet go ahead 
Well, all right. So the the disingenuousness of of everything that's going on right now is that 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 Biden has two brain cells that he can rub together and, and form a sentence. He is not the guy behind this this attack on America. I believe personally. I believe it's, it's Obama. I believe that he's using Biden as a sock puppet to destroy America. His Absolutely. objective, and it has been, it's been him in his capacity as a member of the Muslim Brotherhood, has been to destroy America from within, and he's been successful at it. So, so the media is like complicit, and and all of these. Yeah, you know, we're not looking at the truth of what's actually going on. So yeah, Putin, of course, he's going to endorse Biden because he wants to see America, you know, emasculated. And right now, because there's so much infighting going on inside of America, and it's all in the realm of the mind. Okay, there is so much psyop going on. This is a mental battle, and America is melting down inside this uh, psyop, and we're weak and imp. imp- you know, pathetic, and that's why he wants to have Biden in place because it creates it. It, can, it sustains the confusion that ultimately causes America to fall from within. Go ahead. Mark. America then becomes no threat, regardless, and um, ultimately yes. that's just Imp- part and parcel. Of it. Let me let me throw out one other thing. We saw the Kansas City so-called shooting this week, the mass shooting, and um, the problem there, as you would point out. <coughs> The narrative fell apart before it was even pushed on a gullible public. And uh, it turns out what it was, and you will not see these words used, and I, I made the point earlier in the week, uh, the Daily Mail's coverage, um, you name it, pick a major leftist publication, and that's any of them. They're not going to tell you the truth about what happened. What happened was two gangbangers, and uh, they did not use the word gang in any of the coverage that I saw. It does not appear at all. In the coverage from the Daily Mail, for example, they also did not use the word to describe their race, their ethnicity, which was black. No such word appears. Later, the videos came out that made it kind of impossible to deny. But the um, the claim was, oh well, we can't tell you who the actual perps were here because they were minors. So they said that they were minors. Now, as it was uh, pointed out, and I made a big deal about this, uh, so did uh, Jack Posobiec. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was a minor. Remember that? They certainly uh, doxed him, and they even uh, declared that he deserved the death penalty for daring to commit self-defense in Kenosha, Wisconsin. How about uh, the nine-year-old Kansas City Chiefs fan who painted his face in the colors of his team, Holden Armenta? They doxed him. He was a minor. He's younger than the gangbangers. He didn't commit a crime, and I guess that's the reason why it's okay to demonize him. Then there are others, too, including Nick Sandman, if you remember the Catholic boy that was also a minor, that um, he ended up winning a judgment finally against CNN for um, literally what they did to him. Um, and yet the press is defending these so-called minors. Well, it turns out before the week was out, one of them wasn't even a minor. One of them was a 23-year-old gangbanger. They're still lying about it. So they're lying about anything that, uh, that uh, advances the agenda. There's more, but I want to let you comment on that, and then we'll go to the, uh, the, uh, the real gloves-off thing. The the media is owned by the same people that owns the money. The the Hollywood, you know, politics. We've there's been an infiltration into every aspect of life, and 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 what we're witnessing 
is the gloves coming off, we're witnessing the totalitarian nature of the reality within which we live. And if a story doesn't favor their side, they're going to spin it so that it does. And that's just the way it is. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with fraud, deceit, obfuscation, gaslighting, and it's all up here in our mind. And again, it's a, it's a, it's, this is a battle. This is a war. And, um, so that's what we're seeing and it's, it's undeniable now. And yeah, this, I've well, come so to let's, expect it, which is why it's so fascinating. I didn't realize how, just how dark, dark actually is. Go ahead, Mark. So, so let's talk about another element and the, uh, the zero hedge coverage of this one. I saw it all over the place. Uh, not probably on the mainstream, but certainly in much of the alternative press. Uh, Zero Hedge's headline says, Mask Off. And as you know, the proper pronunciation of the company that used to say, Don't Be Evil, and now says, <laughs> Be Evil, is uh, they call it Gulag, but it's, I'm sorry, it's actually pronounced properly Gulag, and it's hard for me not to say it that way. But anyway, they went into damage control this week after their new artificial intelligence bot, or um, AI uh, large language model, it's called Gemini, was literally caught... Um, espousing levels of racism that would have shamed even a leftist Hollywood a star or um, Harvard professor not long ago. And here's what they did. They uh, People were asking questions. Show me an example of a, a strong woman. And every single example that the um, image generator would produce was always a black woman or a quote-unquote person of color. Show me explorers in the 17th century. Guess what? They all had that in common. They were all black or persons of color. Essentially, what happened was this thing came out, and uh, it would not produce. People asked, uh, show me a picture of a strong white man. Show me a picture of a 17th century famous physicist. You think maybe Isaac Newton might come to mind, or there are others. But instead, they were all of a particular stereotype. They're all, they're all exactly what Orwell called about rewriting history. So, here's here's one of the quotes. Um, Gemini had no problems generating pictures of, quote, strong black men, but strong white men, They and, and the AI admitted this. They won't do it because, quote, that could potentially reinforce harmful stereotypes about race and body image. And um, so the comment, uh, all of this is a reflection of both the data sets, in other words, garbage in, garbage out, that uh, Gulag trains these things on. Expost, Reddit, and so forth, and their programmers who have deliberately inserted bias into the output and uh, basically produce politically correct artificial intelligence. Now, here's the funny part. This was the headline. Essentially, when they were caught and uh, there was a big stink and people are saying, look at this racist AI you've created, Google's Gemini program came out and blamed its own creators for making it that way. <laughs> Go ahead, David. <laughs> So Yeshua said in these days that even the very elect could be deceived if it was possible. Truth, the truth about AI, we have to understand that it is by design. It has a garbage in, garbage out platform. And so it's, this is good that this type of thing is eking out. But there will be fewer and fewer among us who can, are able to distinguish these truths. 
So the good news is inherent in the bad news is, you know, the, the, when, when the, when the light of the world goes dark, how great is the darkness? But even inside that darkness, we still have the truth to guide us through. Go ahead, Mark. All right. Well, and there's a line, and I, again, I encourage folks, recognize this is precisely one of the major themes of 1984. It is a theme in history, and essentially it is a theme of scripture. But the way Orwell put it is certainly important to remember when you look at things like Gulag and what they're doing by design. What's being done in New York by design. What's being done in the public cesspools by design. Orwell put it this way. He who controls the present controls the past. In other words, we can rewrite history. They're doing it. We're seeing it. He who controls the past then controls the future. And we're seeing that too. So all of these things are extremely important to recognize and to understand. And uh, you're right. We fight the darkness. We fight the um, the evil with the truth. And we'd better know the truth. And that's the problem. Uh, yeah, the truth will set you free. But their intent is to make sure you're not allowed to hear it. And guess what? If they can do it with turning every historic uh, physicist and uh, famous researcher and inventor and explorer and you name it uh, into a different color and claiming that represents something which is supposed to be truth, they're going to do it with Scripture, too. Uh, and, and that is even also warned. We've been warned about prophetically. Uh, David, um, well, we're almost at the, to the end of the break here. Uh, I'll just say, um, folks, this is a very important time to be paying attention. Know who you serve. Choose life. And um, as we go into the weekend, remember, um, we have certain things that we're supposed to be doing, like walking in obedience to his word. It's part and parcel of how we uh, keep the truth. And uh, Shabbat Shalom. Thanks, David. And may Yahuwah bless all of you. 